0: You're listening to the Chasing Simple Podcast, and I'm your host, Amanda Warfield. Around here, I get fired up about helping female solopreneurs simplify their life and business, take back their time, and find work-life balance. If you're a new friend, welcome. And if you're an old friend, welcome back. When I say routines, what do you think of? Probably morning and evening routines, right? Those are the most commonly talked about. But routines are one of the most underutilized ways that you can simplify your business as well. Not only that, but they're really easy to implement. So today, in episode 51, I'm sharing 10 routines that I personally use in my own business to keep things simple, and I've got a mix of quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily routines so that you can easily pick one to implement and get started. Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive on in. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. of feeling like your tasks are scattered all over the place, of never knowing what to work on and when. Being an entrepreneur is great, but sometimes when we feel overwhelmed by everything on our plates, it can be really easy to start missing the times when we used to have someone tell us what to do and what to work on. Lucky for you, I've got exactly what you need, a batch schedule. I talk a lot about batch schedules and how necessary they are for running a business efficiently and simply. In fact. It's one of the main components in my signature process, the three B's. A batch schedule is that boss telling you what to work on and when once you've got it all set up. I created a Trello template with my entire batch schedule, daily categories, and the tasks that I work on within each category. Available for you to get your hands on for only $7. You can grab it for yourself at amandawarfield.com forward slash podcast workflow. Again, head to amandawarfield.com podcast workflow to swipe my entire weekly workflow for yourself for just $7. Hit pause, get your hands on it and simplify your weekly schedule. And then of course you can jump right back into this awesome episode. So first let's start with why routines? Why do you even need routines and why do they help you simplify your business? The biggest thing is that when you have a routine set up, you don't have to think about those tasks anymore. So for example, I have a routine with our dishwasher where every night I start it so that it runs while we sleep. And then in the morning, I empty it during my morning routine so that all day long as we create dirty dishes, we can stick them right into the dishwasher. By having that routine of always having a cycle to make sure that the dishwasher is open at the right times, I don't have to think about doing dishes. As much as i would otherwise same thing with laundry i have a routine of doing laundry on thursdays friday through wednesday i don't have to think about laundry because i know that come thursday i will do the laundry and that's when i've set aside time to do it so routines take things off your plate it makes it so that you get these never ending tasks because you're never going to not have their dishes and you're never going to not have laundry. You're never going to not have a lot of these routines that I'm going to talk about today. They're always going to be there. So you take these reoccurring tasks, these never ending tasks, and you give them a routine so you don't have to think about them. They are off your plate and you've got a safety net so that when life happens and you stay up too late hanging out with your neighbors and don't get up in time to do your morning routine, it's not the end of the world because. most of the time you've got that safety net of a routine to hit those things. Not that I've got any experience with that at all. So that's why routines are so important, and that's why you need to have them in your business so that you can take things off your plate because you're a solopreneur, a side hustler. You have a lot to think about, and so why not take as much off your plate and have to think about the least amount of things as possible? So I'm going to go through these quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily routines that have simplified my business, and I highly suggest that you think about implementing in your own. So for quarterly, really I only have one quarterly one, but that is to set aside two days at the end of each quarter for CEO days. These are days for me to reflect, to goal set, to plan, to take myself out of the day-to-day minutia of the creating content, of answering emails, of doing all these things, taking myself out of the grunt work, essentially, and being able to look at the big picture, to pull myself out. So I set, again, I do that quarterly, and I do it two days, typically a Thursday and a Friday, towards the end of the week, right before my last batch week of a quarter. Then I have three monthly routines that I highly, highly recommend. The first is a KPI day. KPI means key performance indicators. And I do this on the first of every month. If the first falls on a Saturday or Sunday, I'll do it that very first Monday of the month. But the first of every single month, I have a KPI day. So whatever my typical batch schedule would say, whether that's The first falls on a Thursday and that's a goal day, a project day, or whether it falls on a Monday and it's a marketing and networking day, I lose that batch schedule for that day for that week. I just pick it up and I plop the KPI day in. What I tend to do is I have a spreadsheet where I track my key performance indicators, things like how many DMs I'm getting a week or a month, how many Instagram followers I have, how many email followers I have, or email subscribers, how many downloads the podcast is getting, what episodes are most downloaded. I've got a spreadsheet that tracks all of the important KPIs in my business. I also, on my KPI day, I go through and I have an income and expenses spreadsheet that I fill out and make sure I'm up to date for the month. I go through and I check all of my receipts, my bookkeeping, my QuickBooks, All of that financial stuff that needs to happen on a consistent basis, I do that on my KPI day so that comes tax time, everything's in order because I've done it every single month and it hasn't been overwhelming because I'm doing it on a routine basis. The next monthly routine that I have is content batching. You have heard me talk about content batching a million times at this point, but one week out of every month, always the same week, unless there's a weird holiday and then I switch things around, but pretty much always the same week. Of every month I set aside for content batching. This keeps me on top of my content. It keeps me consistent and it keeps it so that I have space to work on other things in my business. Content batching, honestly, if you don't do any other routine, I would probably suggest content batching as a place to start because it frees up so much space for you to be able to put in some of these other routines. Because if you're overwhelmed right now and you're so overwhelmed that you can't imagine putting anything new into place, content batching is definitely where you should start because it's going to free up so much time. And then the last monthly routine is one that I'm actually not awesome at implementing all the time, but I still think it's worth suggesting because it is a good idea. And that is to have a duty day. I've seen some people use this as an admin day, but I actually recommend having a weekly admin day. And so I tend to use my duty day for things like big projects that I want to work on. Basically every single Thursday is my project day, but a duty day is just a way for me to really dig in even further and have an extra special day for it. But you could use it for anything. Like I said, some people like to do it for admin stuff, getting things organized, doing backend work. It can be whatever you want to be. But having that day set aside once a month, whether it's mid-month to check in with your goals maybe, or if you do it towards the beginning near the KPI day, it doesn't really matter when as long as you have a clear expectation of what that day is going to look like and allow it to be something you don't normally get around to. So if you never get around to admin work, use your duty day as an admin day. If you feel like you never get around to projects, you should probably set up a batch schedule and content batch also. But then use your duty day as a project day. And maybe you need another CEO day. Maybe the two quarterly CEO days that I just put out there, maybe that's not enough. So maybe use your duty day as a CEO day where you pull yourself back and you look at the big picture. Now for weekly. So you've probably heard me talk about the fact that I use a batch schedule for my non-content batching weeks. Confusing, I know. But basically, that means that every single day has a theme, and that's how I make sure I'm touching all the areas of my business that are important, and and it helps me make sure that I'm prioritizing and simplifying what I'm putting on my plate, because I only have one day to do any given area of my business. I have to prioritize and simplify. One of the things that I really recommend is that when you create a batch schedule, you set aside one day as your learning day or maybe even half a day. That's totally fine, too. But you set aside time, you set aside part of your batch schedule specifically for learning because so often we overlearn and we just fill our brains with stuff. And because we're overlearning, we never have time to implement what we've learned. And so in order to combat that in myself, because I definitely fell victim to this, I set aside one day where I could learn. And the other days of the week, if there's something I come across, an article I want to read, a podcast episode I want to listen to that is outside of my normal podcast episodes, anything like that that I come across that I want to explore further, a YouTube video I want to watch, I set it aside specifically for that week's learning day. This is when I go through courses that I'm in It has been so helpful to allow me to grow intentionally so that I'm not just taking in all the content, I'm taking in content that is related to a goal that I'm working towards, and it makes it so that I have the time set aside to not only learn, but also to implement. If you feel like you are stuck in the over-learning cycle and you're always trying to cram things in, I've got two episodes that I want you to go back and listen to. Episode number 23, Stop listening to all the gurus. And then also episode number 28, Are You Wasting Time in the Research Rabbit Hole? If you haven't listened to those, go back and listen to them again. If you have listened, but you're still doing those things, it's probably worth the re-listen. So go back and listen to them again. So that's the first weekly routine, setting aside time for learning. The next one is finances. I do Friday finances because it's an alliteration and it rhymes and it just makes sense. And also because Fridays tend to be my wrap-up day, you could do any day of the week. Again, your batch schedule should be your own, but set aside time to pay yourself and check in with your finances every single Friday. This will make your KPI day when you're doing the income and expenses and you're checking in with your bookkeeping. It's going to make it a lot easier because you're already checking in with it on a weekly basis. The third weekly routine that I suggest is weekly planning. Again, I do this on Fridays because it makes it easy for me to shut the door to my office, to feel like I've gotten done everything I need to get done if I've closed out this week and I've started fresh on the new week. But I know that I don't actually have to start until Monday. So I do it Fridays. If you want to do it Sunday night, if you want to do it Monday, it doesn't really matter. But pick a day and be consistent with it. I talk about consistency all the time when it comes to content, but it's the same thing for routines. You want to be consistent because that is how you take it off your plate. Get consistent with your planning so that you can sit down each day and know exactly what you're going to tackle so that there is no wasted time trying to figure out, let me just look at my email and see if there's anything pressing. Let me just check Instagram. No, when you have a plan, you can sit down and get started and that's how you're going to make the most progress. And then the final weekly routine that I have for you is a weekly scorecard. So I've already said I do the KPIs for the month, right? But my friend Erin Hayworth, who has been on the podcast twice now, I believe episode 20. Yeah, episode 20 and also episode 10. She's the goals queen and her way of breaking down how to not only set really good goals, but also make sure that your daily actions are aligned with your goals changed the game for me. And I was already a huge goal setter to begin with. So I highly recommend her weekly scorecard. I've taken it and I used it for a year and then I tweaked it and really made it my own. But I'm going to link to it in the show notes so you can go grab it for yourself. It's a freebie and it just, it keeps me accountable to working on my goals each week because if I just put in my monthly KPIs which I still recommend you do, even if you do the weekly scorecard, because it helps to have a big picture. But if I'm only doing the KPIs, I only have the big picture. But with the weekly scorecard, I'm able to see on a week-by-week basis what's changed and why did those things change? Why did I have a huge increase in Instagram followers? If I wait until... The next month to put that down and try to remember what's going on, I'm probably not going to remember. But if I had a huge jump within the week, I might be like, oh yeah, I was in a room in Clubhouse and got a lot of followers from that. Or I had a podcast interview and I got a lot of new Instagram followers after that. It's going to be a lot easier to remember if you're doing it on a weekly basis. And it also just shows you what, what the rhythms and flows of your business are. So maybe the first week of every month, you tend to see higher income and revenue, but the second week tends to be quieter. If that's a pattern, it gets less concerning over time. And if you know what your patterns are, you can try and fix them that way. But if you don't know what your patterns are, there's no way to make improvements. So again, I use Aaron's weekly scorecard. It's just an Excel spreadsheet, but I'm going to link to it in the show notes. You can grab it yourself. Now for the daily. I've got two more, two daily routines that I really recommend. The first is to have a daily admin hour. Please do not sit in your inbox all day. I cannot tell you how much time that you waste by doing that. I highly recommend three inbox checks a day. The first, when you sit down, check and make sure there are no emergencies. Before you leave your office or leave your desk for the end of the day, check and make sure there's no emergencies. But set aside... An hour in the middle of the day, I like to do it right after my lunch break so that I can kind of ramp back into work, if I'm working in the afternoon, to do admin stuff. Typically, I spend 30 minutes on email and then 30 minutes connecting with people on Instagram, checking my discussion boards in the Simplified Balance Sisterhood, and checking on clients. That's what I do in my admin hour, but maybe you want to spend the whole admin hour in your email. That's fine too. But use that time, create an admin hour each and every day so that you have time set aside to be in your inbox so that you're not wasting time getting all these constant interruptions throughout the day. And then the last daily routine, and the last of all 10 routines that I highly suggest, is to keep a notepad beside you notepad, journal, sticky notes, it doesn't matter. Keep something beside you. So that throughout the day when you think of new things that you need to do, but they're not on your to-do list for the week, you can write them down, get them out of your mind, and brain dump them. Here's the thing, the way our brains work, when we remember a task that needs to get done... It's going to keep reminding us over and over again until we do it. This is why a lot of times you lay in bed at night when your brain's finally quiet and then it's like, "Hey, don't forget this and this," and it just loops because it doesn't want you to forget, so it's going to keep reminding you until you handle it. But you can trick your brain if you write these things down. Also, if you're someone who does have issues with sleeping because of that, keep a notepad by your bed too, and this will work then too. But it, As interruptions come up and you think of new things, write them down and it tricks your brain into thinking that you've handled it. Even though you really haven't, you've just written it down. But you can't stop there because if you only write them down and you don't do anything with them, they're gonna get buried in your journal. They're gonna get forgotten. There's Nothing's gonna happen. And then you just start the cycle all over again. At the end of each day, take that brain dump list and put those ideas, those thoughts, those things you need to do, put them in Trello or Asana or whatever project management tool you want to use. You know I'm not picky about that, but put them in there so that when you plan out your week the next week, you see these things that need to get done and you can decide if they're a priority that week or not. And that way you're capturing all the things, you're going to be way less likely to forget to do something, and you're not interrupting your work by having to click off to something else just so you don't forget it. Okay, so let me recap those 10 routines before I give you your action step. So the quarterly routine was the CEO days, two days before the end of the quarter. The monthly routines were to have a KPI day, a content batching week, and a duty day. The weekly routines were to have time set aside specifically for learning, to have time set aside to work on your finances and just check in on them, to weekly plan every single week, and to use Aaron's weekly scorecard, which I'm going to link to in the show notes. And then the daily routines were to have a daily admin hour, stay out of your inbox, and to brain dump whatever thoughts come up as you're working throughout the day. First on a notepad beside you and then transport it into Trello by category or whatever. So those are the 10 routines. Your action step for this week is to choose one of them and start to implement. You can't grow all of these at once. And like I said earlier, if you're so overwhelmed that the thought of even adding one of these into your routine is too overwhelming, start with content batching because it's going to free up the most space. But with any new routine, you can't just jump from zero to 100. You've got to start small. So choose one thing and start to implement it. And this week's book recommendation is The Royal We by Heather Cox. Now this is fiction. (laughs) And I'm actually not someone who's super obsessed with the monarchy and the royals or anything like that but i have really gotten into books about like fiction books about it lately i don't really know why but this one i i don't know if i'd give it 5 stars but it's a really cute little fiction quick read Uh, a lot of people who have reviewed it on Goodreads say that it reads a lot like Kate Middleton's story. I'm, again, I'm not super into this. This is probably blasphemous to some of y'all because I know some people are super into it and, like, woke up for their wedding and all that, but I didn't do any of that. I'm not really familiar with their story. But if you're into that, you'd probably like this, or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe if you're super into it, you wouldn't really care for it. I don't know, but I recommend it. It's a quick, nice fiction read I have been nose deep in fiction reads. It's the 19th of January and I've already finished 12 books, I think. And the vast majority of those are fiction because it's cold outside and I like to escape in a book. So anyways, The Royal We by Heather Cox. I'm almost done with the second one. Second one gets a little crazy, but I still think it's worth your time if you enjoy a good fiction book. All right, friend, I hope that you will pick one of these start implementing, choose one and work it into your schedule and then keep adding routines to anything that's a reoccurring task. Make it a routine. That's going to help you simplify your business and take back your time and find that work-life balance. So go ahead and do that. I'm over here cheering you on. If you have any questions about anything or just want to chat, shoot me a DM over on Instagram. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. And until next time, I hope that you go out and uncomplicate your life and biz. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode's show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.